Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a very, uh, a very good show tonight. We have a very, it's very important. Um, it is a continuance of last week's topic of how great of important it is for a man to be a provider. So, um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a doozy. It's, it's a part two uh, from from a male's perspective, and we also next week going to have it coming from a female's perspective. So, uh, fellas, once again, it's how great of important it is for men to be providers. So let's get right to it. My opinion, I think it's very important for men to be providers in every sense. Um, not just financially, not just sexually, but every sense. You definitely have to fill in at times in different places, so you must be uh, well vast. Although it may be uncomfortable, p- part of being a provider is stepping outside of that comfort zone to fill the gap. Uh, who's on the line? Hello. Hey, yeah, this, good evening, is, Monica. this is Ray. Welcome, Ray, Monica. Uh, we let's get to it. So, Ray, how important is it for men to be a provider? Um, I agree with you. I think it is uh, very important. Um, just growing up, my father was the provider. Um, growing up when I was little, my mom was mostly uh, basically like the housewife. She took care of us, raised us, but he was the one that provided. He was working constantly, um, making provisions for the house, making sure that we had what we needed, and also making sure even the wants that we wanted, uh, he did that. Um, he said sacrifices. Um, I can remember when I was a little child where <clears throat> we were out of town at my mom or grandmother's house, my mom's mom's house. My father was still in Connecticut trying to be transferred down with his job. And just so we would have presents on Christmas, he drove all the way from Connecticut and drove our presents down to us and spent time with us and then did another 16-hour trip back so he could make it back to work. So I think providing is in a sense of, like you said, being there. Um, is not only just financial and things like that. It's showing up when you're supposed to show up and showing up in times when they don't expect you to show up is that presence, always having that presence of being the provider, being the backbone, and knowing that if anything goes wrong or anything is needed, uh, your household, even the community, the people, they have someone to go to, to look to, uh, to get that guidance and to get that provision if necessary. Okay. So your father worked a lot. So the sacrifice was made for him to to provide financially. The conversation was had between him and your mother so that she stayed home and he did what he had to do to make sure that everybody was still comfortable, correct? That is correct. But then later on, my mom wanted to work, and he allowed her to go to school, work, and things of that nature till she had her own. But even when she started bringing money in, he was like, you take care of these small bills, I take care of the big bills, and you do whatever else you want after that. 
So he still made it a way that he took majority of everything on his shoulders so that she didn't have as much to worry about when it came to paying bills and things of that nature to make the household survive. Okay. Um, Monica, who is my wife, um, she's been on here very frequent and, and often, and thank you for your support. Um, what do you think about that? I think that it's necessary for the man or the husband to be a provider. I think from from my perspective, um, like like Ray said, having as as wives as mothers, we have a lot on our plate. Um, and then you mm-hmm. know, for those who are working mothers. Um, it adds on a whole nother level of stress, you know, working during the day, trying to plan meals and, and um, evening time and different things like that with the kids and, you know, most of the shopping for clothes and grocery shopping, different things like that. So as, as wives and mothers, we carry a, a whole different load. Um, so mm-hmm. I think, like Ray said, it's important that, the the man or the husband in the household take that lead on making sure that the provisions are made financially to take care of the bills because that in essence helps the wife or the mom focus on different things as far as the family and the household is concerned. Um, you know, and I say that because we, I I don't think that. Um, that it's actually meant for the man to to carry the kind of load we do when it comes to taking care of the kids. I mean, I I'm just being real. Um, it's it's more on the mom than it is on the man. So I think that when it comes to providing, it it should be more on the husband than it is on the wife. And um, mm-hmm. Providing the kind of sense, though. Every sense. Uh, Ray hit financially, Ray, um, and then emotional stability. Um, we talked a little bit last week about that. We talked about you know safety, being able to feel secure in the home and know that nothing's gonna happen. Um, providing in every sense, you know that. I don't think that. If if I'm working, you know, and by choice or not, um, and and we have children, and we, you know, I, I have to cook dinner and and clean the kitchen and do different things like that. By the time I lay down and go to sleep, um, I'm tired as I should be, right? Anyone would be tired. Um, so I don't think that, like, why would I have to worry about sleeping safely if I have a husband? I have a husband, you should worry about that. You know, making sure the, the doors are secure or what have you and we can go to sleep safely without worrying about being, you know, something happening during the middle of the night or anything like that. Um, if we're out and about going to dinner, as a mom, my first priority being out is to make sure the kids are taken care of. 
your priority to be making sure that whatever is going on around us isn't a situation that we need to quickly get out of. You see what I'm saying? So I think it provides that balance, you know, between the husband and wife so the wife can actually focus on being, you know, or, or doing whatever it is the her role is, you know, between the two. Obviously, it's it's something that each family um, should discuss to to each his own, and how however they structure their home, they do. Um, but for us, that just works better for me. Okay, so just I I love I love the fact that you you know you brought other other facets of. Uh, providing into it. Oftentimes when we hear or we have a discussion about providing with provisions, it usually leads to um, the, fin- the financial part, um, which is it's, it's, it's great. It's a great part of that. Now, I know being raised by my grandparents, um, my grandfather wasn't the 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 touchy involved on top of everything. He was that I'm going to work and you know, you fall and hurt yourself, you cry, let your grandma deal with that. I ain't I ain't on ain't on that. And that worked for them. You know, so each each household is different, but the difference or the constant in every household is as as for the man or the man he has to uh, have the filling gaps. He he is he is the overall protector, but he would have to fill in gaps in other places. Um, like like Ray said earlier, you know, uh, mom mom made sure they was they was safe at grandma's and cool at grandma's, but he as daddy had to make sure that they had that smile on their face come Christmas. And he sacrificed, you know, 32 hours uh, both directions to make sure that uh, they had that smile on their face come Christmas. That's what that's what that's what a man does, you know. Um, when need to, he he steps outside his comfort zone. He 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 grabs the bull by the horns and he get it. And then later on, when he's done it, after everybody's smiling, comfortable, that's when he rests or relax. But as long as everyone has wants and needs, he's going to get it. Ray, what you what you think about that? Can I interject real quick? Please. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, and so so don't get me wrong. Now, I I agree with you. Um, because you also said something pertinent, which is filling the gaps. So even though I think that, you know, for the husband and wife, you know, um, whatever the conversation is or whatever the agreement is between the two, um, it, in our marriage, that I'm more like Ray's mom. I'm the primary when it comes to the kids. Um, I'm the primary one on school paperwork that call when they, you know, I'm the one they call when they get sick, when, when the kids are sick. I I work from home right now, but when they're sick, I'm I'm generally the one to take off and do those different things, and that works for our household. However, when you mm-hmm. say the word fill in the gaps, 
Um, I'm glad you said that because when I was talking earlier, I don't want the callers or the listeners to, to misunderstand that that is our only role because you do have to fill in the gap. And while you were raised where, you know, your 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 granddad, you know, may have said hey, you fall and cry and get hurt, um, deal with that, that's, that's your mama kind of thing, now, that's not how I was work. If I was fall and cry and you're here, you're present, then – you know, you stand in if if I'm not able to and say, hey, what's wrong? Well, let me get you an ice pack and do different things like that. So I'm glad you said fill in the gaps because essentially while the male's dominant role or primary role is, is provider, um, it's important to be able to have that teamwork and fill in those missing gaps when it comes to the family or the household front. Okay. Right. And I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree. Because um, my father did that. He had to fill in gaps at times. And seeing him do that, like my mom had surgery. My father can't cook a lick. Lord knows he can't. But my mom had to have surgery. She couldn't get up. She couldn't go in the kitchen. He tried his best to make a meal to make sure she was fed, to make sure we were fed, to make sure we were taken care of. You know, he stepped into some uncomfortable roles. But he had to be the provider and step up because mother was down at the time. Mother had to heal. Mother had to get herself together. He had to help her get better and at the same time take care of us. And Mm -hmm. seeing these things, seeing the sacrifices he did make and the filling the gaps he did make, you know, he would go shopping. He loved to grocery shop. He couldn't cook, but he could do some great shopping, find some great deals. So he was like, hey, I got this. You just cook. Let me do the shopping. Let me at least take that load off of you. So he was always doing things to fill in the gaps to take the load off of her because he knew that she really took care of us. She took us to plays. She took us to orchestra. Any activities at school, she was there. PTO, she was there. Um, and he worked third shift. So in the morning time when she's at work, he, he'll go ahead, do shopping, have things done, have them at the house for her to set up how she wants to. But he did a lot of things like that where he sacrificed sleep to make sure the household was okay while he went to work at night and made sure she was good. And Mm -hmm. um, seeing him do that, it was like it sets a trend. It sets a tone and it set a standard for how a man is supposed to provide for a family, how he is supposed to provide for the people that he looked out for. You know, my father passed seven years ago, but my brother and I have taken on that mantle now where we make sure our mother is good. I call her every evening on the way home from work. You good? Everything okay? I drive down almost every Sunday because my father always says, sometimes I got to look at you and see you to make sure you okay. So I drive home on mm-hmm. Sunday to South Carolina just to make sure I see her. You good? Look in the refrigerator. You good? Come on, let's go shopping. I need to make sure you're okay during the week while I'm in Georgia. And if anything needs to be handled, I handle it. So I'm always doing that, but it was set from what my father did and growing up watching him do those things that I'm able to know how to provide and know how to handle in many different areas. And like he couldn't cook, luckily I can cook. So there'll be times on Sundays I may cook a meal, I bring it on down to mom. I'm like, you took care of me a lot, mom. Here go you some food. You can eat on this throughout the week. And she'd be happy. She'd be like, oh, yeah, I done pulled this out, done ate this, done. But it was just those things of filling in the gap, making sure she's taken care of because that's how my father took care of her, took care of the household. So we're just continuing on what he started. Like I said, he set the tone, and we're continuing that tone. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Now that's that's great to hear. You know, and 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 I applaud you and your brother for you know your other brother for for stepping up and doing that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, absolutely right. It, the tone was set. The standards were set. But I don't. I don't. I think when we say provision and and filling in the gaps or what have you, I I think it should be you know kind of like one or the same because in order to be a provider you have to be a gap filler. You know what I mean? You you have to. You have to uh, stay up late to make sure that, that everybody is secure. You have to make sure that, you know, you you sacrifice, you know, some time or some games to make sure that that there are games to be played. You have to sacrifice as a, as, as a man, you know, uh, <laughs> workouts to unload, you know, uh, uh, gardening shit. But that that comes with with the ter- with the territory. You know what I mean? No, that's you what, didn't. That's what you do as a man. Although it 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 toasts my goat. It it killed me. I'm in the middle of a workout, but you need me to unload this gardening stuff, and that's what happened. We unloaded. Got back to working out and it was all good, but that's part of being a provider. You provide that that hand, you provide that 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 extra. You know, you step outside to to handle situations. Like you said, there's when, no need in working calls, out if you can't lift potting soil. I'm just saying. Come on now. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. <laughs> but when the kids get sick. <laughs> Kids get sick and they come to you. They also come to daddy. Daddy kiss my boo boo, and within reason, of course. Does it help? Maybe not. However, it helped them. But when they get sick at school, they call you. Cool. That ain't gonna be there. But if there's a problem at school. That it gonna be there. That's that's the dynamic. That's that's a healthy balance for us. You follow me? Just like. Ray's father, he didn't, he couldn't cook. Well, shit, he'll, he'll, hey, he'll boil some hot dogs in order to, to make sure they had a, make that void and that, that gap in their stomach was filled. Exactly. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's what you're supposed to. I saw my, I saw my granddaddy cook. Shit, twice maybe. Maybe twice. Hey, we ate it. I didn't know it was bad. Yeah, it, it did what it needed to do. You add hot sauce to ketchup, and it's all good. But that's 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 how it works as as a man. You have to go beyond the the, the simple things. The simple things like providing finances. The simple things like you know uh, shit, emotional or or. Going to work and, and coming home—that's that's simple, sex, simple. But when it comes to needing to to for prayer, when it comes to needing, you know, to talk you off the ledge because your job got you that upset—that's the part that we forget. You agree, wife? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I actually, you know, and hearing you say that, it brought me to a question. 
um, for both you and Ray. When you have, you guys have similar upbringings. Um, So when you have, when you've seen good examples like you both have seen, um, you you both may have been lucky enough to probably marry a wife who had similar upbringings and well, and they can, as well, and they kind of understand the way you're made. Or they kind of understand the examples that you have. So my question is, is what about those who didn't have the same upbringing as you? Um, how do they, how does that man find the balance between what he has to do as a provider? Please, I do. I do. Um, It's a good question. And one, it has to be the desire and want on their side. Do they even want to learn? Um, Some people are comfortable not knowing and just really make a mess of their life in regards to not knowing, but not even knowing the right people to ask. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they get in that trouble. You think, oh, let me ask this person, but if they sometimes haven't had the experience or the upbringing that would give you that good advice to teach you how to actually navigate and be a provider and the things you can try to do and work toward, you can end up going going down the wrong path. So I guess, one, it has to start with them wanting to have and want to do better and wanting to learn to be a provider and then seeking out the right person to get that information from that can help them on that pathway. Mm. I agree. Okay. I agree. Now, I'm going to add to that. So when, 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 when having the conversation with the woman, she has to know what she wants as well. You know what I mean? You can have the foundation, but the conversation still has to be had between with him and her so she can say what she wants or, or her needs or what have you. So that way he'll know what what more to focus on. You know what I mean? So if right. she's from a, a, let's say she grew up in a, in an urban area and, and, you know, she's used to police cars and, you know, tire screeching throughout the night, safety, is the, safety would be her primary concern. Or if she was raised and, you know, the lights getting turned off or the water getting turned off and not eating, you know, that part of it would be a spot where you need to step up. You know what I mean? So the conversation has to be had. And that I'm assuming that's all part of the courtship, you know what I mean, to where you know who you're dealing with. And that's how you step up and go beyond just sex and finances. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you have... Um, you know, when for those who, who have bags or everyone has the good and the bad. Now, is there anything in, in you guys' upbringing that you may not bring to the table, like such as, um, I don't know, um, like the, the working too much, you know, like if – if if there were times that, or if, if as a kid, while you understood your dad was the provider and understood his role, um, do you actually, if he missed the the games, 
you know, do you actually try and bring that part into your family and say, hey, you know, my dad missed all my games because he was providing, but let me put forth an effort to, to make, you know, some of my kids? Or how do you how do you balance that? Yes, I would think that you would actually, you would actually kind of, almost like, as you say, uh, fill in the gaps. You know where your upbringing, where you felt like you wanted your dad more or felt like you missed out on opportunities and things because he may have worked or was busy and things of that nature. So you bring that on to your adult life. When you have kids, you know how they felt when it happened to you. So you try to make sure you cover that basis. If they're involved in sports, and things of that nature, orchestra, chorus, whatever their passion may be, you want to make sure you show up for that because you know how it felt when mom was there. You know mom was going to be there, but you're always like, man, I wish dad would just leave me one time. You know, you just yeah. kind of just want to see him there too. Um, so, yeah, even though you understood the – I understood what he had to do to provide and work and make things good for us, sometimes you do have that part that you wish he was there, and you kind of, I think, do that in your kids when you have them. All right. So, so what? So, why you had? Why you both? May I? Go ahead. So, for for me, it's it's it's, it's somewhat uh, the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, nobody was at at my events, so uh, you know, if if somebody would have been there, it'd have been a little different. You know, maybe you would have wanted one parent or the other. But since nobody was there, in my mind, for my son's things, one of us has to be there. He he should see somebody in to support him. You know what I mean? Before games, you know, we pray, we we give the pep talk. Although he know for my career, uh, it's just hard for me to take off on a on a, on a Saturday, which is when the kids play. But once again, it all goes back to having a conversation. You know, and and that understand it, but again, as long as somebody there to support the kids, I think that's healthy. When I did everything that I've done, nobody was there, and that tend to kind of, you know, regardless whether I get support or not, I'm still moving forward. So that kind of gave me a little, gave me a little callous or a little nonchalant even in regards to that. So I, you don't you know you don't look for help you don't look for support you know what I mean so you still got to go on and the show must go on you got to go and you still play your heart out as though they're there or you play your heart out for people who enjoy that art you know what I mean I do why. So, so, so I understand what you're saying, and you know, again, I, I think, I think it's important that, you know, the conversations are had, that, and you show up when you absolutely can show up. If, you know, like there was a game that we had on a, I don't know, Friday night or a Thursday night or something of that nature, and, and you actually were able to make it after work and you showed up. So even if it was that one game, you know, like Ray said, if he's out there and he's looking like, man, I wish my dad could see me just one time. Because when you're 
when your mom is out there cheering you on for sports, you know, that's one thing. But it's a whole nother feeling, I'm sure, to be a boy and have your dad look at you and be like, yeah, you know, exactly what we talked about, you know. And that gives your boy a sense of a sense of pride, a more confidence. And, I mean, who knows, he might show off that game just for you. Um, so I think it's important that when you absolutely can show up, that you do. Um, but what I was thinking before that is it sounds like even though you both had great examples, you take something as a provider, as a man, and as in, in all um, parent child relationships, you take some of the good and you take some of the bad and you figure Mm -hmm. out what works for you and make it work for you and your family. So, you know, you put forth an effort to get to a game when you can, because when, when you were a kid, nobody made it to yours. Um, While it's great to have at least one parent, it's even better to have both. Um, So, you know, I, I agree with everything that that's being said, and I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, no, as a know, mom, I'm sure I'm, I'm gonna be there every every game, every game, every practice. You know, rain, sleet, snow. If I can make it, I'm going. You know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But I think you know, to your point, you know, when we, you know, there's a sport, and, and you guys, you and the boy go off and practice. You know, he's he's excited and, and itching to have that yearning to, you know, show you the move that, you know, that y'all went over, that y'all practiced. He he want to show you how he apply it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure that that's the case. You know, uh, am am I being the way that it was? You know, hell, I went off and played ball by myself. You ain't show me. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. My grandparents with me, so it wasn't like it was. You go get out there, and run behind the ball with me. It was, it was a little, a little different, you know. We, me and my grandfather, never tossed the the football around or dribbled the basketball or hell, tossed the baseball. It just wasn't what we did, you know what I mean? So I made sure that at least I do that with my son, and it wasn't no communication of why. You wanted the game. Said I remember one concert. Well, grandmother was like, "Yeah, I'd be there. I'd be there." I go because I had to be there early and looking out there, excited for her to finally come to one, and she didn't show up. I come home and I'm like, you know, like what's happening? And I'm saying like beer cans and shit. So I already see what the movement was. Do you know what I mean? I was a little. Upset and disappointed, and I probably cried then as a kid. But then, you know, when you didn't show up to my graduation from college, you know, <laughs> shit, I wasn't disappointed. They're just, you know, that's that's history. That's what you do. So you move on. You you tend to you 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 sadly become callous to those things, and you move on. So you don't look for the support. But as a kid, you want to break that cycle. The, you want to break the bad cycle, you carrying the, the baggage, but you want to carry the luggage, like Ray did. Ray, you know, he 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 grabbed the positive, and I'm sure he even grabbed some of the negative. He knew not to add too much salt when he made the meal, or you know, not to overcook the rice or what have you. Me, I'm like, uh, I'll just buy the food because 
I'm lost in here. I don't know one eye from the other eye and this salt and that salt. So I'm not trying to cook. Ray Cook. I'm going to go to the game and pitch in and fill in where I can, where I got to be. I will never let you down. But it's kind of got to – it kind of got to uh, – Coincide my work schedule. If I'm off, I will be there, but I can't miss work. You know what I mean? Let's make it clear: there's no paid time off when you're self-employed. You can you have the flexibility to adjust your schedule. However, you don't get paid time off if you don't work, you don't eat, and that's my situation. And that's completely understandable. Completely understandable. Like I said, you know, with my dad. He he just worked third shift, and but there were times when he couldn't show up to things. He always made up for it in other ways, and that was one of the things I appreciated. If he couldn't make an event, he'll get off from work early Saturday morning, and he'd be like, come on, son, let's go do something, and we'll go out. We'll go hang out. We'll maybe play pool in the garage and spend time, or we'll go bowling, but he would make up because he knew he couldn't do it during the week. He couldn't be there, but he still wanted to talk to me, spend time with me, let me know how proud of he was. He heard how the concert may have been or whatever I was involved in. He heard about it from my mom and just wanted to spend time with me and let me know and kind of still encourage me. And as you say, had a conversation that, you know, I couldn't be there. You know, I had to work and things of that nature, but of course he wanted to, but he also, as you say, still provided, fill in the gap and say, you know, mom was there to support you. You know, daddy was working, but, you know, he still just wanted to spend time with me at the same time and do something with me um, just because even though he couldn't make that particular event. Now, one thing also in that you just just, just hit on, father-son time, father-son time, father and son time is very important. It's very important that you sit around and you have that conversation that he the, the boy may not be comfortable with having with mom around. You know, certain topics, you know, my son he didn't want to talk about having hair on his hair on his balls with uh with mom around. And that's fine, that's understandable. You know what I mean? So going off and having that conversation uh by yourself with the father and the son is important as well. Definitely agree. I, I like I said, I appreciated the moments I did have with my father uh, when he was growing up. When I was younger, we didn't get to toss the ball that much because he was working. But when I got older, you know, he would try to the pass the ball with me. Uh, bought me a basketball goal. He would try to spend time to just shoot basketball with me. Um, and it's those moments, you know, I focus on the most to say, although he couldn't make this, he still made an effort to spend time with me and do something that I liked and did this with me or did that with me. And even if he was out and about running around, if you know, I was home, he would just bring me some food. Like I said, he went the best cook, but he always was looking out to make sure I was taken care of, whether I was home, not home. And even when I went off to college, if I surprised the family and showed up at the house, he would call in off of work. Be like, "Oh no, I'm staying home. My child is home." That made me feel, I feel a whole lot. You know, it made me feel proud and boastful. And my dad was like, "No, nah, 
Y'all ain't going to see me tonight. I'm going to spend this time with my child. He home from school. I'll see y'all the next day. You know, it's those moments that I focus on and appreciate of how, you know, he would make the sacrifice for me in those particular instances. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we have another caller on. Uh, caller. Yeah, can you hear me? We hear you. Welcome to the show. Hello, can anybody hear me? Ah, I hear nobody. Can anybody hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. So, I'm at your description page, and you're talking about the importance of being a provider, correct? Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right. I presume that um, you believe that a man is born to be a provider for the uh, for uh, for women. Am I right? Uh oh, is this David? No, my name's Joe. Joe. Okay, Joe. Welcome, Joe. Uh, Hi. What's your question? Well, I disagree with the premise. I don't think men were born to be providers for anybody but themselves and for other people who are worth the effort. Men are not born to be providers for women in general, and they shouldn't think of themselves as needing to be a provider in order to be um, attractive for for women in general. That puts them in a bad role. That puts them in a um, in a position where they feel that if they don't earn enough do enough that they are kind of failures and I reject that kind of proposition females don't believe that they have to be providers and they get along okay as a matter of fact when they get jobs and they make money um, they spend it on themselves they don't really spend a hell of a lot of money on their men so why should men have that burden so that's my question and my commentary your question, so the question is why do men have the burden of providing for women? No, he. he no, first I know why. Was, do no, do you believe is, that men were born yeah. to be providers for women only? No, I don't believe that it's for women only. I must. I have sons who are who are boys who are males that I also provide for. I think more than that, the topic is the topic is the role we were talking about the role of the man as a provider, not um, we weren't talking about the man being destined or born to provide for women. We were talking about just the role and its importance as for being a provider. Oh, okay. So, in other words, if he's married and the father then the obligation is to be a provider, not only for himself, but for his wife and for the children. Yes. Yes, that will, that's what we were talking about. Okay. Well, that I happen to agree with. Um, I do think that men take on the inordinate amount of, uh, of burden still feeling that they have to be the provider. Years ago, it was even more of a distinct role separation. 
whereby men were providing everything, and the women, they were just um, living under the roof. And if they had children, then she would provide um, the care for the kids, I guess, as best as she could. But now, <clears throat> women can go out there and make money, um, become involved in professions the same way as men do, but yet they don't provide uh, monetarily or even a lot emotionally to the family as men do. Now, if a man has children, he absolutely has an obligation, just as his wife. Children are the most important part of the family. They didn't ask to, to be born. They didn't ask to be created out of nothing. They didn't ask to be put into a household where they didn't choose their parents. So the people who create the children have a responsibility beyond belief. But too many people do not live up to that responsibility. They create children, but they don't know how to nurture them. I'm talking about both men and women. As a result, a lot of kids get screwed up in their head, and they turn out to be bad children, bad adults, irresponsible people. Um, but if they had a strong household, strong father, strong mother, they could overcome just about anything and still maintain a great family unit even when the children leave the family nest. So that's the way I feel about that. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we have Pastor. He's on the line. Let's let him give us some insight as well. Well, good evening, everybody. I've, I've been bouncing in and out, so I don't know exactly where you guys are. And I just caught the last couple of minutes of um, what this brother had to say and um, what little I did here. I completely agree with him. Um, men have, whether you want to call it an obligation, I don't know that, you know, um, that may be a strong word, but definitely a responsibility. And um, I agree with him. Too many of us don't take it seriously. And because of that, um, you know, uh, I'm not going to say the world is falling apart, but the family unit is falling apart. And once that family unit falls apart, then that means that eventually society is going to fall apart. Um, I, I live right just outside of Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, and uh, I was late getting on tonight because they had a uh, active shooter situation up there. A couple of people, you know, got lost their life, and there's still some that are, you know, been hospitalized or whatever. And, um, you know, being a pastor, oftentimes they'll call and they'll say, well, you know, can you come and help with whatever, whatever, whatever. Now, I'm not by any means a professional counselor or whatever, but you do what you can. And one of the things that I find out in situations like this is usually, usually whenever um, the, the the perpetrator uh, commits this crime, usually we always find out that it was a fatherless home. You know, and and um, you know he do, they they don't know how to handle you know turmoil within their life or within their you know their, their relationship or whatever things get tough and they don't know how to you know navigate through them because their father wasn't there to, to show them that and then a lot of the kids that you know witness some of these things 
the first thing that they're calling for is, you know, I'm trying to call my mom, trying to call my mom, trying to call my mom. And if you ask them, you know, you're not interviewing them, but why don't you call your dad? You know, maybe, well, I don't know where he's at. You know, and that, to me, that's a that's a sad indictment that, you know, um, you know, daddy wasn't there. Daddy just wasn't there. So I agree with what this brother's saying. We have a responsibility, you know, given to us by God. And also, personally speaking, um, I'm somewhat offended if I have, you know, four children and I have, let's say, two vehicles and I take better care of my vehicles than I do my children. I, I'm, I'm, I'm appalled at the fact that I got four children and I spend more time on my job than I do with my children. I, I it, 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 it bothers me that, you know, if, if I'm going to go out and spend time with the boys, which I think sometimes is definitely necessary, or spend some me time, but I don't spend any time, valuable time with my children. And so sometimes we have our priorities, I think, somewhat mixed up, but part of the reason the priorities mixed up, if you've never been fathered, you don't know how to father. And so it keeps being passed down and passed down and passed down. And so we know how to create, but we don't know how to uh, nurture and maintain. And so, um, you know, with all of our um, uh, uh, the responsibilities, you know, we're supposed to be um, providers and all of this, but I still say that the main thing that we provide is not financial. Of course, that's part of it, but we've got to provide stability. We've got to provide, you know, um, we, our kids should have a – listen, I'm a pastor, and this is what I told my congregation. They There's five phone calls that I'm always going to take. Now, I do understand order and protocol and whatever, whatever, but if my wife is out of town and they're, you know, with my children or whatever, I know I probably shouldn't do it, but I'll take my phone with me. Okay, and if my phone is with me, um, recently uh, she was in L.A. visiting some relatives, and I took my phone with me. I wanted to make sure that, you know, she arrived safely or whatever, whatever. And um, so the phone beeped. You know, we're having Bible study, and I know it was out of order, but the same thing, the truth of the matter was, I said, guys, just hold on one second. I got to make sure I grab this. And then I told her, I said, are you okay? Yes. Listen, we're having Bible study, girl. Why you call it this time or whatever, whatever. All I'm saying is this. Um, when you put things ahead of your responsibility, uh, you know, we, we've lost our way. We've really lost our way. So um, that's all I got to say. That was probably too much, but that's all I got to say on this. No, it definitely wasn't too much. You know, you, you put it. You put, it in, you put a perspective out there, and that's yours, and I respect it. You know, when it comes to, you know, my wife calling, I'm going to take it. I don't care what's going on. I'm going to take it. And if I don't, if I miss it, I'm going to call her back within a minute and a half. A minute and a half. My kids call, I'm going to take it. My kids call, I'm going to take it. And and then that's my that's my that's my thought. There's five calls I'll always take, and um, you know I guess everybody doesn't feel like that, but I want them to know that they're more important to me than what I do. And um, sometimes knowing that 
um, they're comfortable calling me, you know, whenever uh, they really need me. But um, I've got a son now. He's a sophomore in college. And um, during the day, well, I mean, if you want to – listen, it's almost like a, a, a Christmas present, a birthday gift. During the day sometimes he calls and checks this out. He doesn't want anything. He's not sick. Uh, he's not really, you know, really needing anything. Just call and say, what's up, Pop? I said, I'm good, bro. How you doing? And uh, he said, man, I was thinking about something. I'll be graduating in, um, I think he said 18 months, something like that. And he just wanted to talk. He just wanted to talk. And he was like, man, you know what? Temptation's out here. Y'all don't know what that does for my heart, man. It's like, you know what? I'm glad that he's comfortable enough to just have conversation with me. You know, I don't think our children should just be in contact with us when they need something. You know, why can't we just have a relationship, man? I mean, a real genuine relationship. Not, not you know, I don't want to just be his bank account, you know, or I don't want to just be, you know, um, the one that corrects him all the time. I want to. I don't expect to be his friend. I don't need that. I want to. I want to be his father, but I also want to help him navigate through. Okay, what do I do? This little girl keeps she pushing up on me pretty hard right here, and I know what I want to do, but Bob, you know, you know, hey man, what do you think? You know, like that. So y'all, that really feels good whenever you know he just calls just to talk, and I think that that that. You know, I pray that everybody would like would would want that at some point. Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, my <laughs> our kids sometimes call me only because they need some money. Ain't no, <laughs> hey, Dad, how you doing? Dad, can you give me some money? Hey, son, how are you? You know what I mean? And but that goes that goes back to kind of like what what Joe was saying. You know. Uh, both parents uh, influence the child, you know, and if mm-hmm. this is what they see one parent doing, mom or otherwise, that's what they will then do. You know, um, I'm not, I'm sorry, what Joe was saying, I'm I'm not that, that nurturer type. That's not me. But I'm that protector type. I'll get you a Band-Aid, I'll, I'll put some Neosporin on there and put you back in the game. I'm not going to sit there and, 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 you know, every little thing, rub it, rub it, rub it, and talk to you and sing a song with you. No, that's what my wife do. It's for her son. But I'm going to be there, and I'm going to make sure that we have all the things that you need to to mend that and get you back out there in the game. You know what I mean? So everybody's role is different. It depends. It really depends on uh, what's necessary, how you fill in the gap as a provider. Well, I definitely don't have a problem with that. Because, look, with that because the thing about it is, is if you can imagine, you know, what I do, we always talk about, you know, a rod and a staff. You know, we a, a, a child needs that, okay? And in my, in my family, you know, um, I'm that rod. I'm that rod. I'm the one that drops the hammer on them. I'm the one that, you know, that challenges them. I'm the one that, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But then my wife, 
is that staff part. She's going to pull them to them. She's going to hug them. She's going to tell them, baby, it's okay. She's going to encourage them. She's going to, you know, she is a nurturer, you know, and that's fine. You know, and I know there's just certain times whenever uh, if there's no man there, then the wife has to do her best to try and fill the role, you know, or whatever. But, um, yeah, they need that. They need the nurturing. They need the correction. They need direction. They need instruction. They need, I mean, they need all of it. They need every bit of it. And that's why it is in my, it is in the best interest of that child to have, you know, that father and that mother active in their life. It is just, I mean, it's, I think you'll have a, your child will be a lot, a lot, well, well, they'll be well-rounded. I'll say it like that. I'm not saying that, Absolutely. you know, it can't be done another way, but I'm just saying they'll be well-rounded if it's done the way God intended, I'll say. Now, mind you, you're taking it from someone that was reared primarily by a single mother, but I'm the first one to tell you I missed out on a lot, <laughs> excuse me, a lot of things. So that father's role, that things right now to this day that I wish that, um, you know, I could have learned via, you know, his guidance instead of hard knocks. But either way, I can't sit and whine about it. I got a, I got, I got three boys right now that, you know, I'm trying to help push through, you know. So um, it takes both, man. It takes the man and it takes the woman. It takes the mother and it takes the father. It really does. I I agree a hundred percent. I know, uh, and for for us, it, it works. I'm usually the disciplinarian, you know, but the difference in when when I was raised, there was no conversation. You know, you oftentimes they didn't know what you had done wrong. Shit, you done so much to where, you know, they caught you for something, and it's like, didn't I tell you not to do that? And it's like, did what? So. My wife had a conversation, and I'll go and handle the business, you know, bring out that, the leather or what have you, and she had a conversation again. So we'll have to come back down this road, you know what I mean? And if she's the one that, that has a, the, to lay it down, then I'll have the conversation with her, with the kids, you know what I mean, so that we won't have to come back down this road. So they'll know that we as parents are on the same page, and we're doing this to teach them how not to make this mistake again. You follow me? Yes, sir. I'm with you. Joe, where you at, man? You talk to me. Joe? I guess we lost Joe. Ray. Yeah, I'm here. I wanted to say something because Monica asked a question early in the conversation and she asked, how do you teach someone who doesn't know how to be a provider? And I know you stated that you grew up in a primarily single family home. So can you kind of, I guess, expound on your experiences from that angle? Because uh, me and Brother Quick already done put our spin on that. Well, for me personally, this is, and this is just you know, real life, this is what happened for me. First of all, um, I didn't know what I was missing until I got around um, other young men, other guys. I, I didn't know, 
you know, I, I got around the conversations and I realized, what are they talking about? And I couldn't really chime in, so I started kind of backing away, backing away. But eventually, this is what happened for me. Um, you know, to be honest with you, and I'm not just saying this because my brother's on the line or whatever, but, you know, little things like uh, going to the barber shop, things like reading and things of that nature, it, it, it piqued my curiosity. But there was one man that I feel like God just provided. I, I You know, I don't even know. I mean, I knew him from the community, but he was just an old dude in the community. He wasn't anything to me. But for whatever reason, he just all of a sudden um, just gained interest in me. And he didn't ask me, do you know this, do you know that? He didn't say, let me show you this, let me show you that. I think he saw that I was lack, what I was lacking. And I think what happened was instead of challenging me about it, the one thing that he did, looking back on it, is he showed me love. I mean, he would show up at a ball game, you know, and when he would show up and, you know, even though I was really pretty much a scrub starting out and everything, you know, he would always say something like, man, I'm going to tell you, if you had taken one more step, you'd have made that layup or just something like that. And it, it made me feel good. And so over the process of time, uh, you know, by, by him showing me love, the next thing he started giving me instruction. And then I started, I got comfortable enough to ask. And from there, man, you know, it things begin to, I guess you would say, take off. And so, in other words, I didn't reject the help that was sent to me. You know, I wouldn't ask for help. No way. I wouldn't let anybody know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about with these girls. I don't know what you're talking about with, you know, money. I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I have no clue, you know. But, again, I just always believe, man, that some kind of way – there's somebody going to come in your life that will fill the void. And when I say fill the void, not take the place of your dad or whatever, but just to fill the void. And by doing that, um, that's what really helped me, man. Somebody really just took time out to say, you know, in essence, I got you. I, I got you, you know. And this was before uh, the, the, the phrase of uh, – stepfather and, and and all these things, you know, they say now, you know, I, I dedicate a lot of children back, and they'll say, well, this is my godparents. Well, before people started saying godparents, that's what happened to me. I feel like God just provided this man to point me in the right direction, and he did it in such a way until, until I, I mean, I, I couldn't reject it, and I couldn't miss it. And, um, man, I thank God for it. I I thank God for it. And uh, so that's what it was for me, man. There was always somebody out there, this one guy that um, was there when I needed him. And that's why I think that, say, for the three of us being on here tonight, uh, yes, we have our own responsibilities, but, you know, they are the kids that we run into, that we encounter, that we can do something for. We can encourage them. We can inspire them. We can... Um, be good examples to them, something to, to just lift their head another day, just another day. So um, to to me, that's important. You know, that you just sparked something. Um, so being raised by grandparents, you know, there's a generational gap. 
that's there. But uh, my neighbor who he had five or or six kids, you know, every time something was going on, like he was a cop. Now, granted, I already had the 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 other influence, but he was always like, you know what? Come on, let's you know, let's go with us. Come go with us, you know. Uh, and we all we always we was very tight knit, and we're still tight to this day. Uh, but he was that that guy that you're talking about for me. You know, he actually was out throwing the ball. He was actually out, uh, right? You know, going to bat for us. Period. He was at yeah. the games, all the games, you know, uh, that he could be at. And if not, his wife was there. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, who just so happened to be my mom's best friend. So we we were all already very close. You know what I mean? So if you want to say that the guy, father, or, or or what have you, that's what it was. But he was that that guy that I said, you know what? When I get become an adult with children, when I become a dad, that's how I want to be. Now, he 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 laid it down, and he had the conversations that was uncomfortable for us to listen to. But because he saw it in the streets, he had to give it to us that way because that's the way it was in the streets. And that right. made a great difference for us. You know what I mean? When we off by ourselves, we're like, damn, man, like, like, like that shit was real. Now, he was also the dude, even though he was, you know, he would take the time to listen. You know what I mean? Uh, he had, back then they was giving the four uh, paper checks, you know, and he went to the <laughs> store and the projects because he was a cop and they, they robbed him. He went home to get his gun. And his wife was like, you know, don't go, don't go. She called my grandmother. My grandmother went out there and talked to him and was like, nah, don't go because you're going to get yourself, you know, talk reason with him. And he actually listened. And that's very important, too, to see that interaction between adults because oftentimes when we become adults, we feel as though we ain't got to listen. I'm I'm grown. I ain't got to listen to you. You know what I mean? But – you got to listen to to reason, regardless of what age. You got to listen to reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I got a question for. I think you said Ray. You and uh, uh, you and Ray both. Both you guys. How did you guys learn? Okay, it's one thing to learn how to be, you know, a man in, in certain areas, but how did you guys learn how to treat a woman? How did you learn how to that she deserves a special treatment? Where did you get that from? Was it did you have a dad that, that taught you that? Was it? I mean, where did you get that from? And I asked for a reason because um, that's the one thing the man he he taught me. But like you said earlier, uh, there was a generation gap between us, you know. So he he. He would talk to me old school. He would say, and in his explanations, his terminology was different. I'll say, he would say things that I'm like, I don't really know what that is, dude. I, you know, you're not speaking my language. And so, I never learned really how to treat a woman really until and I wasn't abusive or anything like that. But, um, you know, um, well, let me just say it like this. I really didn't learn how to treat a woman. My wife taught me more than any man ever did. 
And that's sad. But at the same time, you know, she used a gentle hand to say, look, it, it don't take all that. It don't need you. Don't need to listen. So how did you guys learn? Please, Ray. Well, for me, um, I learned from my father. I saw how my father treated my mother, and wow. he was from the old school where he believed in chivalry. So okay. opening doors, opening car doors, uh, making sure her needs are met and she's okay. Also, wow. being her best friend, having fun, doing things together. Like I could see them playing around wrestling sometimes, them just having a good time and you know, it's just seeing that interaction. Um, also wow. seeing how he knew her needs, where he would get off from work, she'll come home, she'll have a brand new dress laid on the bed. He was like, oh, I just thought about you. And just those surprising things. Or mm-hmm. I remember times where he would say, okay, go ahead. I done packed the bags. The car is packed. Go ahead and do what you got to do. We're going to be on the road in an hour. And they're going on vacation somewhere. She had no idea, but he already had everything set, everything planned. And all she got to do is come ride. And he treated her like a queen. And she still has that same standard to this day. Even when we're together, I make sure I open the doors for her before she go in. And if any young lady is with me, she be like, "Uh uh-uh, don't you touch that door. My son got this. She teaches you women now. You know, you so you women are used to now they have to open doors, but she lets them know, uh-uh, don't open that door. My son got this, and I open the door and let them know. I'm like, this is how a man should treat you. If they don't open the doors for you, you need to start questioning if any man go in the door before you. So it's those things that I've learned from my father and how he yeah. treated my mother and how he did things for her. So that's how I learned how to treat a woman and be there for them. Is he everything that brother just said right there? That 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 the majority of what I learned, my wife would say, "Listen, it don't take all that. Just open the door for me. Just just tell me you love me on a Tuesday at 3 p.m. And the little things like that, you know, I'm like, wow. So by my dad not being there, I can't use that as an excuse to say, you know, um, I don't know how to treat a woman or whatever. This brother got it right, man. Man, you know what? You don't know me, and I don't know you, but it, you don't you don't keep doing that, man. I'm gonna shoot you myself. That's good stuff right there, man. This dude taught you well. <laughs> he taught you well. My brother Ray. I, I want to be like I want to be like I want to be like your dad, man. Really? I'm serious, hey. man. This this dude. Hey, I'm, like, I'm scared to I'm scared to answer now. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm abusive based on what he just said. <laughs> hey, ain't no way you gonna top that, man. You got me. I'm like, no. You know what, man? Come on, man. <laughs> All right, my brother. All right, my brother. Let me well, hear about you now. Let me. Uh, similar, similar to 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 the brother Ray. Um, yeah. We it was. I saw, I saw my my family, you know, talking shit and and having fun and and uh, they sit there. Their thing was their thing wasn't wrestling. Uh, their thing was playing cards. They'll sit there and play cards. They're they're, uh, you know, nickel and dime gamble, and you know, talk trash and and that was that was them. You know what I mean? Um, so he. Uh, She'll pull up and it was raining. He'll he'll go outside with the umbrella, you know. Uh, and that was before cell phones was out, so he wasn't out there. You know, she didn't call him and tell him to 
you know, bring the umbrella or whatever. He was already he was already on that. Uh so um now I'm I I'm not going to go shopping and get her a dress. That's that's not gonna happen. Um but uh <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it a hold on with you. I'm I'm not gonna do that. Uh but I'm gonna make sure that, that she don't ever touch the door. I'll make sure that she here and I love you multiple times a day. I'm gonna make sure that you know what I mean? There's there's a lot of other things that that I'm gonna make sure that uh I do my role. So uh but to answer your question, I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot from uh shit from T V. <laughs> that's that's really all that's really all we had, you know. I learned it from Cliff Huxtable. I learned it from Uncle Phil. You dig what I mean? Period. Wow. Wow. That is amazing, man. That is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Monica, let me ask you, um, because I, I just heard what he said, and I know that, that that's who he is, and that's not a bad thing at all. But I also know, or at least I think I know that, even though he say he won't go shopping for you, he'll encourage you to go. He'll make sure you got the money to go, and he, you know. So, in other words, um, how does how does a woman get used to that? How does she? I mean, because I've seen women that reject that. They they I can do this by myself. Why are you doing this? You know. How do you feel when someone? Well, let's put it like this. I know how you're being treated now, but was there ever uh, a pre-cue time where you weren't treated like that and? Which do you prefer? Well, that's obvious, but I want to hear your input on it. Well, uh, to answer your first question is yes. You know, he does, um, he will encourage me to go and, you know, take time for myself or go and buy myself something. Um, Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the way that I am built, because I have children, um, I do for them first because they're, you know, those are the sacrifices. And that makes me mad, by the way. It it does make him mad, <laughs> you know, um, but that's just, if there's something that they need, then I got to take care of them first, you know, um, because they, they go to school, they're out of the house. I work from home. So certain things I can wait on. Um, he does make sure that I can do things to kind of de-stress or relax like nails and you know, get my hair shampooed and different things like that. So I do take advantage of that. Um, and then as far as, you know, um, before, honestly, I, I didn't, I don't, I'd rather have it the way I have it now, but I, it, I didn't have a lot of relationships per se. So I wasn't the one to kind of, you know, jump in and out of relationships. So I've only probably, I've only ever had one serious relationship in my life other than my marriage. And obviously that wasn't to the level of serious that, you know, that would, I guess that I could even really um, include. But um, yeah, I definitely rather have it the way that it is now. It takes a lot to get used to um, because it requires me to put myself first for him when he's telling me to do these things. And so that's still a work in progress for me. Well, you know what, let me say this too. Um, and and I say this out of just uh, sheer love for 
both of you because, um, you know, I've been married uh, 26 years now, and um, it bothered me, you know, so many years to see, you know, my wife could go out, you know, just on a personal excursion, not too far, but when she comes back, everything would have gap, baby gap, whatever, whatever. I'm like, you know, that was for you. Why'd you do this? Well, they needed this, they needed that, and it would it would make me mad, you know. Uh, if we were out together, she would say that would look nice on Marcus or whatever, whatever. But then, you know what? After I grew up a little bit, instead of you know getting angry with her, I realized, you know what, man, that's a characteristic that I really need to appreciate more. And let me tell you why. And, and you know, I'm speaking from my my perspective now, but. In Proverbs 31, it talks about, you know, this woman, how unique she really is. And one of the qualities of that Proverbs 31 woman is that she's going to make sure that, um, you know, she looks out for her husband and for her children. She's going to, she's not necessarily putting them first, but she understands that if there's a need, I'm going to make sure that's taken care of. That's that's just, that's that's part of her you know, that's part of who she is or whatever. So I was a lot like you. I was like, man, I don't like that. That's not good. You're not taking time for yourself. But that brings her joy. That brings her so much joy. And the reason I bring this up is because I'm learning more and more to be that man that we're talking about. And in order to be that man, uh, I'm having to get a better understanding of what my children need, what my wife needs, what my congregation needs what my, you know, my my brothers need or whatever. I, I I'm trying to get a, a grasp of that. And if if that's one thing that was dividing my wife and I, I had to find out. And so when I found out, you know what, this is cool right here. Okay, baby, you did this for, but you know that's that's good. That's that's really really good. Now you you've done that. Now what about you? What are we gonna do for you now? And um, so I want you to think about that, man, because. I understand how you feel, but that brings that woman joy. That just brings her, that does something for her heart to know that, wow, uh, he's got an extra pair of socks or whatever. I don't know, you know. But now, Monica, don't you stop doing for yourself either now. Make sure you do for you. I I do. I I just do for me after everybody else is done, you know, (laughs) because there are different things that I can wait. It's not... Some things are imperative for me to do. Like I think is, you know, it's important for me to be able to, to go and you know get my hair shampoo to keep my trying to keep my hair healthy, or you know go and get my nails done. Like those are things I enjoy doing, and my husband knows. Like I, I'm a movie fanatic, and so now our kids are just now getting to the age where they can actually sit for a couple of hours and do movies. Because I, I like to go to the movies every weekend. And so I'm just getting back into where I can go and get my movie time because I love, it's the most relaxing thing for me um, to just go to a movie. I don't know why, but that's what I enjoy doing. So I I do, he knows, I do incorporate that time for myself in there to just kind of unwind. Um, But again, that's after everybody else got what they need. Okay, okay, look, again, I was just throwing out what I've had to deal with because yeah. Knowing that I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be a provider, um, I got to make sure that I provide what she really needs. And sometimes, you know, that provision is just understanding why you do what you do. Because my thing was, 
look, I just I just gave you this, put this in your hand, I'll put this card in your hand to go and, you know, do a little bit for you. There ain't a whole lot on it, so you better make good at this thing, and you're going to come back with baby gas. You know, don't do not do that now. But then again, if you come back with, uh, you know, uh, uh, well, I'll stop. I won't even say it, so <laughs> I'll be nice on the phone today. <laughs> well, you know, in in that in that regard, you know, it's it's um although it's it's not the the gesture that she does that, that upset me. It's the fact that it's like, look, they're always they're always growing, they're always getting. Take this for you. <laughs> yeah. They're they're gonna be fine, you know what I mean? They can you know they're gonna be good. You know what I mean? It's not like we're talking about, about pull ups or, or diapers or 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 milk. We're talking about like <laughs> a whole season of wardrobe. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you you go get you, you know, some clothes that you like or, you know, that you that you want. But instead you come with, you know, a whole this season of of everything for the kids. Now, on the flip side of that same coin, I am I am I am grateful that that she's that she's aware because oftentimes we see people who are well groomed and, and, and made up and the kids aren't. Like they, they forgot about the kids, you know what I mean? So you can also really appreciate that. Right. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. I got you. I got you. I got you. I guess what I was trying to do was just in case, you know, for the folk that are listening, you know, I just want us to try to make sure that we cover as many bases as possible. You know, I don't want the men to get, you know, just boxed in to where we think, well, I can, you know, as long as I bring home, you know, five-pound bag of rice, you know. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Fences. That's a good movie to watch. Uh, oh, yeah. Denzel Washington, and, and you, you watched that movie, and, man, that thing spoke volumes to me, man. It really did. You know, I, someone told me about it, and I was like, let me check this out. This spoke volumes to me, and that's what he did. He bring on the rice on Fridays and, you know, laid a check, got a, got a money on the table, and, you know, as far as he's concerned, he was providing. Yes, he was. Now, in that regard, that we got to look at the times. In that time, that's what that's what all of the men did, you know. Um, well, and I'm just speaking because that's what my grandfather did. He come home, he signed the, mm-hmm. he signed the back of the check, and it's on the table. My grandmother cashed and give him what she wanted him to have, and and he was perfectly fine with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever that he had to do with that money, you know, get gas or what have you, he was a hustler, so he was going to go get his. He was gonna make sure he had. She made sure that he she had like the gas and and the things that he needed, but for the stuff that he wanted, he wouldn't have got it. You know what I mean? Even if he set a couple dollars aside here and there, but when he wanted a new truck, it was like no questions asked. Going out there and get what you want. She mm-hmm. he said, "I want that one up on the on the back of the trailer." And the guy was like, well, we ordered that for somebody else. My grandma was like, shit, 
cash in now. So you want you know you want this cash? You go give us that truck. Long story short, drove drove the truck home. He didn't even know how to turn the damn lights off. That made the whistle wipers off. You know what I mean? But when it when it comes to and and even with my wife, the other day I was working out and I broke one of my dumbbells. She's like, okay, she so you know how important it was. She's like, well, go on and order you another one, or you know what I mean? She she knew, yeah. and 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 that's you know by her being raised by the older generation, that's how they do. You know, the important mm-hmm. thing we gonna make sure that that is done. We'll sacrifice here, sacrifice there to make sure that it happens, and and that's what she does. So. It's not surprising. It took some adjusting because here I am like, hey, you know, I'm, hey, you know, you said you want to go shopping. Here go you some money. You go shopping. This is for you. Now, now I stress, this is for you. This ain't for them. This is for you. Okay, so what she do, she meet me in the middle. She spends some of it on her and the rest on them. But... <laughs> <laughs> at least you got some out of it. You know what I mean? There we go. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I, I got you. But you know what, man, was amazing to me, and and this is just, you know, um, okay, I, I know I haven't arrived. I know there's a lot more that I have to learn, and I thank God for what I, you know, for where I am right now, at least, you know. But you know, I sit here tonight and. Even though I opened the door for my wife, and even though I, I learned the things that I needed to learn from the older guy. If you ask me how I wanted to learn it, I want to learn it like Ray learned it. I want it that way. I don't want it the other way, you know. And sometimes we will we'll, we'll reject what we need because of the way it comes. And and I think we need to, or at least me. Um, I need to stop being jealous of Ray and say, well, at least I got it and be thankful for that because Ray got it the right way. You know, matter of fact, I don't even like Ray no more. I feel like Ray's parents should have been my parents. I mean, just personally speaking, you know, I just want to put that out there. <laughs> want to put that out there or whatever. But, you know, um, I, I, applaud, I applaud parents like that. And in all seriousness, man, that's the type of parent I want to be. That's the type of wife that I want, you know, man, that's, that's, that is just good stuff, and where, well, you know, you guys like, you, you know, like you, you like, man, I, I don't know how you, how you feel, but man, I, I love that traditional stuff like that, man, just doing that, doing things the right way, I like that. Well, I'm one, I'm, you know, I, I kind of have to, to disagree with that, I don't care how I learn, as long as yeah. I know it. And and I can apply it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I would have liked to learn traditionally, you know, in a traditional classroom or traditional setting, but shit, sometimes all I got is online, so I got to learn it that way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But as long mm-hmm. as you learn, I think that's the key. Don't don't really look at the means. Just look at the end right. you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. learn how to how to be a good husband for your wife. You know what I mean? You may not you may not have been shit to anybody else, but you good for her. <laughs> yeah, but if she ever turned me loose, boy, I got something for that next woman. I know how to do it now, baby. I'm just joking. I, no, I'm no, no, you know how to do it for her. 
<laughs> the next woman may may be something different. On, that man, may be, you know. No. Hey, <laughs> listen, bro. I, 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 I ain't no two alike. Come on, man. Don't ain't no two alike. I, I thought I had. All right, I you. thought I had unlocked the secret, man. Mm-hmm. I can go anywhere now. <laughs> no, you go to that one. That's that's for you. So you telling me that one? That's for you. So you telling me she sucking me? So now I'm I'm locked in. Come on, man! Don't tell me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are. She 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 got you right for her. You know, like like for my wife. I had to I had to teach her. I had to show her. Like, baby, look. Don't touch. Don't touch that door. You know what I mean? Man. I'm gonna come around and and I'm, my head gonna be up. Don't you? You know what I mean? Like, so you gotta teach the next one. She gotta teach you. Wow. Nah, wow. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't. She played. No, bro. bro. She played. Yeah, she got. She got you. <laughs> she got you. Oh man. Hey, I love you too, bro. <laughs> I love you too, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Don't> worry. <laughs> it's all good, man. Hey, you've been, you been yeah, got my words, you dig? So, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's leave it right there. You're right, man. I'll, I'll, <laughs> That's simple. It is what it is. That's simple. <laughs> and Ray gonna laugh at her, brother. Just, you know. Hey. Just laugh that's, that's, that's the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I know for a fact. It ain't too many people that can tolerate me, but what my wife can. Yeah. She does. You know what I mean? So, hey, that's what it is. Yeah, well. Is. She hit me talk. She she hit me talk shit, and still doing it. She like say what you want to say as long as you come get this damn uh, uh soil out the truck. I don't care about that shit you talking. You just whatever you think. come get that soil. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is what it is, man. I'm, That's I'm it. good, man. I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll survive. But, but now, nah, man. In all seriousness, though, I, you know, um, I, I love the fact that everybody got it a different way. But you know what? We're getting it. And now I think that, you know, there's got there's got to be a way of of of, of sharing this. There's got to be a way of you know, uh, extending this to. To others, because there's some hurting guys out there, man, young men and young women. Don't get me wrong. You know, when I have a chance to talk to young girls, you know, I'll tell them right quick. Okay, uh, my daughter's just just about to turn 12, and I've, I've been on her for a minute. I mean, that's not a day go by that I don't call her princess and tell her who she is and things that like that. And I'll tell you right now, if some knucklehead drive up to my house and blow the horn, you might as well keep going, because if you can't come in my keep house, like somebody. Yeah, if you can't open the door for her, if you can't treat her the way I've treated her, you're the wrong one, partner. And I'm sure she's at least one. how I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. And so my daughter may mm-hmm. not one day she may not appreciate it, but she's gonna know right from wrong. She's gonna know that. She's gonna know my daddy took me out, you know, on dates. My daddy, you know, hugged me, told me how beautiful I was. He on and on and on. She's gonna know that, man. So, um, you know, I, I consider it an honor to be able to, you know, uh, impart into my children definitely, but anybody that I can help, man, I I feel like I owe that, you know, to the next well, generation, man. I'm, I, 
that's exactly how how you how you play it forward or pay it forward. So right. That's by being an example by by teaching. You know what I mean? It don't necessarily have to be yours, but you there's some other young fellows that's watching you. You know what I mean? Right. And in order to right. become a master, you got to learn from a master. You dig? Right. So that's what that's what's going on. In order to become a king or to become a man, you got to learn from such. You know what I mean? Um, and I, what I love about these calls, th- we're actually, I'm being polished in these calls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I can be, 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 be better, uh, better husband, better businessman, better uh, role model in the community, better mentor, better. So that's what uh, these calls does. And for everybody who listens, they can see and 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 learn, you know, just from an aerial view. You can learn, see how a man and a woman interact. You can see how 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 men can laugh, how men can learn, and love each other with with the utmost respect. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Well, you know, you you, you know, you talked about what's happening for you. I'm being. Um, I guess you would say freed, if, if if there is such a word, and I say that because um, I was the one that grew up without the father. I'm the one that, you know, still struggled with it for countless years, and you know, I'm being freed from it all the time because as I listen to, you know, had I listened to Ray say what he said about how his dad treated his mom uh, and everything, if I had listened to him talk about this, I'll just say a year ago, you know, whatever, I probably would have got off the line because. I ain't trying to hear that because I didn't, I didn't get that. But now that, you know, I finally got to that place to where it's like, okay, that's behind you now. What are you going to do now, you know? And I listened mm-hmm. to what Ray said his daddy did, and I'm now doing it with my wife and my children. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being free, man, of, of my past and uh, empowered at the same time to, you know, because as I sit down with young kids, young guys especially, I can say, listen, this is the way God intended he meant for it to be the way Ray described. But guess what? If it didn't happen for you that way, because life will throw you a curveball, guess what? You can get it through hard knocks. You can get it this way or that way. The main thing is that you do get it. Because at the end of the day, if all of us are headed to Washington, D.C., and you guys take this interstate or that interstate, I take back roads, the the, the bottom line is we're all going to end up there. And so... It yeah, is absolutely. what it is, man. So I'm learning so much by listening to you guys. I, you know, I don't want to get stuck and say this is the only way. And uh, because I understand that husband and wife, are, they're not always going to be together. Things happen sometimes. They may not even get married. But, you know, what Ray described is God's ideal way. But God never said if it don't happen this way, it can't happen, you know. So now – um, you know, I'm I'm proof of that. You're proof of that. So uh, now I've got at least three ways to offer young people, and that's what I love about the call, man. Everybody is, you know, you who you you who you are, and I can appreciate that. I really can, man. So I I thank you, brother, for being just honest and real and not changing your story, man. Just it is what it is. That's what made you who you are, and that's the blessing that I get out of this all the time. Yeah, you know, um, we I mentioned earlier, you know, about uh, 
learning, learning from from different well, in different ways. You know, I, I made mention of you know the Cosby Show and and and, and Fresh Prince of Bel Air and uh, so many others, but that was just a tool that I had, you know, to to make sense of the generation before me. You know what I mean? I knew how I was in the old days because I heard the old stories or the day or the stories of the old days. You know what I mean? So I I learned that but without that example, without that connection of my generation, it was just you know, in the hard drive with a question mark beside it, you know what I mean, or, or, or empty box because it wasn't completed. But the moment, you know, I learned from the people, the generation right before me is when I was able to make the the correlation and check it off because now it makes sense, you know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> because it wasn't much expl- – remember, the old people don't give much explanation, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just – because I said so, but mm-hmm. when you have when you have the the explanation with it, then you can explain it. Then you can apply it much better. I'd also and like so, to add that um, that I'm I'm glad that Pastor you mentioned your daughter because you know we're having these phone calls and we're talking about providing and and generally. We've been talking about the the male learning from the provider or the role of the father in the household of, of the dad in the household. Um, we haven't talked about how our girls learn and what type of um, understanding they have of your role. So I'm glad you actually brought up your daughter in the, in in that aspect, so that she has a good role model, and she already is learning to understand one what a man is, and two how she's supposed to be treated. And so as she goes along in her life, she already knows and understands what type of man she's going to end up with. You know, and she ain't no nonsense. Well, like I ain't no Right. Well, you can't open no door for me, then shoot, I can go home and get, you know, my daddy open the door all day long, you know, like, so if you can't do that, then I don't need you. So I think that is important for, um, for girls to have, because nowadays, you know, we, we all talk about mamas can't teach boys how to be men, but mamas also can't teach girls how men are supposed to be. So well, we focus on, you know, yeah. we we focus on the boys, the boys, the boys, but but you can't leave the girls out. Oh, mm-hmm. don't worry. That's for next. That's next week. I'm glad you uh, <laughs> prefaced everybody for next week. <laughs> that's next week. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. That's a slight introduction. <laughs> but, you, but but you're absolutely right, and 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 because I'm I'm the way that I am, and the man that I am. Uh, with, with influence and emphasis on man, um, when you see certain things, it, it disgusts you. You know, it, it it almost makes you sick to your stomach. I was I went to get gas the other day, and I see the girl going there, pay for gas to come out and pump the gas, and I'm like, damn, okay, she got this, she got this damn no good ass joker over there, 
in the passenger seat, like mm-hmm. just like laid back on the phone. And I'm like, wow. What, you know what I mean? What kind of shit is this? Mm-hmm. But this is what she settled for. Maybe because she she wasn't taught as you're teaching your daughter. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so she settled for this. She'll settle for the guy calling her out of her name, you know, bitch or whore or what have you, like, like mm-hmm. as though it's a term of endearment. No, not at all. Wow. Mm-mm. But we're going to leave that for next week. We're going to leave that for next week. I got a feeling I might need to uh, get high before next week because this is going to be deep. That's gonna be real heavy. Oh, that's gonna be because because look, the generation and, and past our promises, which all do all, all the respect, but it's the generation that we're in, and and it bothers me, right? Because mm. now the the women or, or the females aren't trying to be queens, or you know they 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 want to be bad bitches. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. And and I'm and I'm still. Puzzled. Well, you have to think think about this too. You know, you go back to what you said. You 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 were raised by your grandparents, and so you understood what they had. But then, for you, um, would actually kind of seal that deal or or filled in the generational gap, so to speak, was the Cosby Show or or the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So we we had that positive those positive shows and, and, you know, regardless of, of what they Bill Cosby say, Bill Cosby has done as, as a human in his personal life, the show that they created, it was magical. And it was something mm-hmm. because I, I watched that too. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, I'm Claire all day long, all day strong. Yep. I'm Claire Huxtable. I was going to do this. I'm going to do that. And my husband's <clears> going <throat> to do this. And so I kind of, I saw myself being her. Now, what you have on TV, <laughs> these girls you, see themselves being that bad bitch or being, you know, whoever it is because that's what's being publicized. Like, that's what's being shown. And the sad and unfortunate part is not only are the daughters looking at looking at it and seeing themselves, but their mama's right there with them. So all you know, mama and daughter sitting up in the living room, both you know putting their putting their nails on and twerking and doing that together. So there's no example, there's no leadership there, and especially if if the household doesn't have the man in there to say, "Hey, girl, you know what? What? Just go go put some clothes on." You know, and and probably have to tell the mama too. Like, you you let her sit around up. Go put some clothes on yourself too. Um, they they're missing that. You see what I'm saying? So there are no positive examples on TV. And, and that's what our kids, that's what they're learning from most of the time. Well, but again, that's for next week. You know, in, in, in a, in a, in a single parent household, you're, you're right. You know, um, because the television babysit for the parents who's working two jobs to make ends meet. But mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you made mention of Bill Cosby. I don't know Bill Cosby. I know Cliff Huxtable. I don't know Bill. Right. Yeah. I know Cliff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what he showed me. He showed me to to appreciate culture. He showed me to appreciate, you know, uh, John Coltrane. He showed me that it's okay for 
a man to to show his his wife love in without demeaning her or or, or disrespecting her mm-hmm. you know what i mean although he showed you how to how to how to how to uh critical think or problem solve you know what i mean through his screw ups or, or what have you this is what he taught mm-hmm. us us as 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 boys going into men you know what i mean and it also and it also um mirrored what our parents were showing or the parents of those times were showing you know what i mean um mm-hmm. it was it was uh, i've never heard my grandfather uh cuss my grandmother the only cuss words that i've heard in the house although i've been cussing since i was five was ass shit damn period period Mm-hmm. Those are not considered cuss words to me. Because they was, I mean, those aren't 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 harmful or or demeaning versus you know mfs or or, or bitch or you follow me. Mm-hmm. Oh, and hell, and hell, we I heard hell too, but that's that's what it was. And even to this day, my grandmother still have never cussed me. You have your devil cussed in front of me, well, towards me with 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 an exception of those four words that I've heard all my life. What the hell were you thinking? Oh damn, you gonna make me beat your ass? You know what I mean? What kind of shit is this? Like that? Mm-hmm. That was that was as far as it goes. So in in me dealing with you, you know, you may hear some you know ass hell damn shit. Dealing with the kids, it's the same way. You know what I mean? But it's never, y'all going to make me fuck y'all up. No, no, I ain't never heard none of that. And so I will never put that on in front of my kids or say that to my wife. So the way you was raised plays a a great part in who you are or who you're going to become. So it's, it's very key that you are that example, that you are, you know, <clears throat> teaching those things. And it's sad for the brothers who who don't have that. So, Pastor, your role, Ray, your role, as well as myself, is to kind of teach these brothers and, 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 and call it out. When you call it out, you've got to be ready to, to give an alternative. You know, and I think it's oh, it's real. Oh. It's good to be able to. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wife, hold on, hold on, wife, hold on. I'm sorry, Ray, Pastor, y'all got quiet. Y'all ain't y'all ain't up for the challenge. <laughs> hey man, you talking about my daughter? <laughs> I gotta I gotta prepare myself for this. Now I'm I'm, I'm you know that that's um you know I take man I take joy and pride in. I was you know, not only raised by my mother but and my grandmother, but um, I've got two sisters, so I didn't have a brother. So I, I, all I watched was women being hurt by no good men, you know, or watching women settle for no good men and all of that. So, you know, God just reversed that role for me now so I know how to, um, 
You know, I know how to rear a daughter. I know how to treat a wife. And uh, so, yeah, I look I look forward to this, man. It, it, you know, you blew my mind talking about this guy coming to the gas station. This woman, man, I, man, that bothers me. That <laughs> bothers me, man. That bothers me. She paying for the gas, okay. pumping the gas. And, and yeah. So I don't know. You yeah. might want to talk to Ray on this. <laughs> Ray? Yeah, and, and honestly, I actually saw the same thing one time when I was pumping gas, and it bothered me when I saw it because I was like, is that a man on the passenger seat? And she pumping the gas? I'm like, why are you doing that? Like, there's yeah. no, there's nothing that says he should be on the passenger seat and you're outside pumping the gas. That just never correlates to me because that's not what I've always seen. And I think it goes back to the fact that the the structure of the household has changed. As you said, growing up, you saw the Bill Cosby show. It had positive influences on TV. What you see now ain't much hardly anything positive on TV that you can really watch and really grow and learn from, and they're emulating the wrong things instead of the right things. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of that deals with the family structure has changed so much that uh, I think, honestly, females don't even know their worth anymore. And they're thinking they have to do this to keep somebody who really ain't being the provider and the man that they really truly need, but because the structure has changed, what they probably saw growing up made them feel like this is normal and this is the way it should be. And if someone comes along to show them a different path where they are pumping the gas, they are opening the door, will they even be receptive of it um, because that's not a normal thing for them? Wow. And I think that's where you come into play where you hear the terminology of females want the bad boys. The good guys always get left out or the good guys always get dumped. They want to go chase the bad boys because they're wild, adventurous, and things of that nature, but they'll probably treat you like a dog when the good guy will treat you like a queen. And it goes back to what standards were you seeing growing up to make you feel like this is the right thing and that is normal for you to be treated that way or felt that way. Okay, so you are, are you up for the challenge? I'm up for the challenge. All right, cool. Now uh, you just hit on something, and and I know you know we we're a little further further in the call, but I'm gonna go ahead and uh, put this out there. Oftentimes, when women they will um, they go for the bad boys because the bad boy is not gonna make them heighten heighten their standards. They're not gonna make them step their game up. You know what I mean? If you go to to get these guys who these no good guys, he's not gonna tell you, you know, to cook, to clean, to to do what it takes around the house. Shit, he he's just happy that you there or that you take care of handling the business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So 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 she got so her her standards got to heightened. So she's not gonna go get the guy. Who who who's working? Who's trying to do right? Because now he go he go expect more of me that maybe I don't know how to do or I'm not you know don't want to do. Mhm. Man, where has she been? <laughs> wow. Right. 
So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, think about it. Think about it. When you yeah. when, when you got a guy that goes to work every day, he's not going to want to come home and y'all looking at each other and he hungry. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like I've been working all day and I got to come home and, 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 and cook and clean and shit. What, what What's happening? I could be by myself. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then she, so then she could, so then she can disrespect him. Oh, you can get out of my house, or you can do whatever. But if this brother is on top of his, you know, it's like, hey, baby, look here. This is what it's gonna take in order to make this work. You bringing something to the table. I'm bringing something to the table. Man. I'm glad I'm out the game then, brother. I can't handle a woman like the one you described and one that's pumping gas and and cussing me out and (laughs) throwing me out the house. And nah, man, man, please. I I couldn't couldn't handle a woman like that. I don't know what, man, please. Well, that's because you're a provider. When you're not not a provider, they're going to treat you how it is. How they want to treat you, so they're going to go get the guy who, the bad guy. It's not about the excitement he brings; it's about the lack of expectation he brings. Yep. Wow, man! <laughs> wow, you 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 sure that's a you sure that's a river you want to jump in next week? Who me? Listen, bro, I'm all yes. listen. One thing about me, bro, I was always prepared to swim. Yeah. You know what I mean? If the current is up top, sometimes you got to go up under the water. You got you got to make it to the other side. Sometimes you don't paddle, you just let it just coast until it stops going. But you got to you got you got to put it on the table. If we're going to make change, we, somebody got to be uncomfortable. And I'm and Kanye is the king of controversy. I'll be the prince of controversy. But somebody got to be uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, well, America, you heard it. It's him and not me. <laughs> but <I'm... laughs> nah, you know what? I, I'm in total agreement with what you guys are saying. Um, and I saw it early on, and, and this is my last thing. But coming up, my mother worked most of the time two jobs and things like that, and so. Uh, when we got ready to go somewhere, she would say, "Always don't go nowhere ashy." Now, none of y'all might know what may not even know what ashy is. That's an old term. She said, "Don't go nowhere ashy." All right, so you had to have some Vaseline lotion, something. And so I told her I didn't have any lotion. So she told me, she said, "Well, go in the bathroom and there's some in there." I said, "Okay." So I went in there and I got some lotion. And y'all, let me tell you, this is this is my first memory of um, uh, understanding the difference between a woman and a man. My mother had some lotion. I got it, and when I saw the bottle, uh, I almost started crying. The reason I almost started crying was back in the day they had some lotion called corn huskers, and it was for hard work oh, yeah. men. That, that I mean, corn oh, yeah. huskers, and she had that stuff, and man, it was like. I gotta grow up. I gotta get a job. This, this, you, this, this smell like a dude, look like a dude. My mama up here using this, and I threw it away. Well, guess what? It wasn't a few days later. She had some more of it, and she finally stopped using that stuff. I'd probably say ten years ago or whatever. 
she finally realized, you know what, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do this. But because of who she was married to, because of the family she grew up in, you know, I got to work, I got to do this, I got to do that. And, 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 you know, it's almost from that point on, I knew to myself, you know what, my daughter will not use Cornhusker's lotion. She won't be married to anybody that will cause her to use Cornhusker's lotion. So there's going to be a Cornhusker's uh, conversation next week as far as I'm concerned. No, man. No, man. No, she's a woman and a queen for a reason. And she's got to know that from the beginning. Don't Definitely. don't come here with don't don't come here with that stuff. Don't you know, don't nah, don't do that. Don't don't do that. My, my wife, if you don't have deodorant, then you go without. Don't you come here don't even don't even look at mine. You ain't supposed to smell like me. <laughs> That's right. So this is gonna get this is gonna get a little ugly, man, I think, 'cause it's gonna make it sound like we're saying that women women are, you know, the lesser of the people and I'm I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying you're special. You're a queen. And you should be That's treated it. that way. That's all That's I'm it. saying. I'm not minimizing, you know, your abilities or anything like that. I'm just saying, nah, I don't, man, I don't want to hold my wife's hand and, you know, she got corns and I got corns and we start a fire. I'm not trying to hear that, man. You know, your stuff should be softer than mine. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You got me out. Yep. You got me out here in this water with you. <laughs> you got me out in the water with you. When I get tired, you paddle. But either way it goes, no, somebody. No, let Ray just throw me a life preserver, pull me on in, y'all stay out there by yourself. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool because I promise you, I'm gonna make it next week. I'm gonna make it uncomfortable for all men. So you mm. ain't even got a word, bro. You ain't even got a word. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even got a word. Let's get it. Let's get it. I'm with you, brother. You know that. Oh, I do. I do. I thank y'all very much for all y'all insight. I thank y'all for uh, y'all time. I, I, I thank you for just <laughs> dealing with me. And and I, wife, I thank you for tolerating me uh, and, and your support. You know, I really, I really do. It means. It means a great deal to me. Uh Ray, you always come through for me. You you got you, bro. You that clutch you that, you that clutch player, man. I love you, bro. I swear I do. Uh so Pastor, if y'all have if y'all don't have anything else, are y'all hearts and mind are clear. Let's go ahead and uh go ahead and do what you do. I'll do it, man, but you can't take my job. That's a terminology only I can use, man. I'll take my job, all right. Let me do me. <laughs> Let me get it, brother. I'm ready for next week. Listen, Lord, thank you so much for this, the, 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 the conversation, the dialogue on tonight. Uh, for some, God, they may say it's not necessary, but I know different. I know better than that. I know that, God, so much is happening. Lord, this would not be allowed to continue if it wasn't being a blessing to somebody. As I always say, God, we're not saying we have all the answers. All we have is our truth. And you said truth is what sets, uh, brings about freedom. And as long as we're being truthful about who we are, where we came from, what we believe in, somebody's going to be set free from the bondage that they're dealing with. Now, God, I want to thank you on another uh, hand also because it's just good for 
of uh, brothers to get together. And when I say that, too many men, when they get together, they're talking about things that don't matter. But, God, we're talking about things that do matter. And then my sister that's on the phone, God, it is such a blessing and so refreshing to hear uh, her perspective, God, because it creates that balance that's necessary. So, God, I pray that you'll keep your hand on this uh, ministry. I pray, God, that you'll bless everybody on here to continue moving and being who you've ordained for them to be. And, God, I pray that they you will bless them on a personal note because they've all been a blessing to me, and I greatly appreciate it. Everybody that's listening on the line, God, please, I pray that they will just hang in there. I don't care if it's, if it's tough right now. Help them to just hold on and know that, you know what, it's going to get better. God's not finished with them yet. Take care of us all, God. Bring us back together next week. And, God, thank you so much again for all the open dialogue. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So that will conclude it. We will see you or talk to you the same time next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, from the streets of the pulpit. You can stream it. Uh, have have your friends call. Have share it with somebody because I promise you, these are topics that everyone uh, needs to hear. Needs to be on. The guest call in number is nine two nine four seven seven two nine seven eight. Again, that's nine two nine four seven seven two nine seven eight. Until next week, y'all be safe, and we love you. Peace.